Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. My name is Ronsley and this is part three of our great conversation that we had in Hawaii with some really successful entrepreneur buddies of mine, Tony Bache, Ed Dale, Carl Taylor, and Jason Everett. We have this conversation of artificial intelligence because they've been using it in their business for a while and they have some real world experience on how it works for them. In this last part of this three-part series, and if you haven't listened to the first two, go back and watch episode 26 and 27 so that you get the whole three-part series. But in this episode, we talk about the ethical considerations when it comes to artificial intelligence. We talk about using AI responsibly, about considering what its impacts are when it comes to what it's possible. Tony, in particular, shares perspectives on leveraging AI's capabilities without losing our humanity. And Jason cautions us about ultimately depending on who controls artificial intelligence and where that all fits in. It's a really important conversation. It's important for you to join it, come into our Discord community, share your voice on the topic. But in the meantime, come, let's learn. Hey, it's Ronsley. Welcome, you AI geek, to this podcast, My AI Love Affair. Consider this podcast your digital compass, guiding you through the labyrinth that is business growth using artificial intelligence. Running a business as a creative can sometimes be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube blindfolded. But what if you had a secret tool that could align all the colors for you? That is AI. It's like a master key unlocking multiple doors. Thanks for being here. Let's learn. What kind of results have you been able to get with using AI? And if someone's just adopting it for the first time, what kind of quick wins can they get? Oh, well, look, I'll start with that. Because my background, right, is getting people started in business. And so the number one thing over the 15 years of the challenge when I ran it, most people dropped out of the challenge because they literally could not pick a business idea, right? Because that was too hard. And of course, they, everybody felt, oh, whatever I pick has to be the right one, right? So it's a real problem. And everything came home to me, and this is something that you can try, which is just brilliant, is just ask it to do something like the, uh, many people are familiar with the Japanese concept of ikigai, right? Ask ChatGPT and say, hey, take me through the ikigai process to help me find a business that would be great for me to test. I've never seen my IT nerd mates more excited, like just shaking their heads with laughter because nobody knows that there is no instruction manual with this stuff. Mm. Nobody is an expert. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Ed. I think for me, Ronsley, the biggest breakthrough has been the pace of content creation because I think not just for me but for a lot of the individuals that I coach and a lot of our agency clients and all of that stuff, the thing that holds them back is being caught up on that content creation treadmill, right? And so I think the big breakthrough for me has been figuring out how to get AI to write exactly in your voice for your ideal customer, for your business, like getting it all nailed so that you can just at least 10 times the pace of your content creation. Only maybe 1% of people, five if we're really lucky, are ever going to use it to its full potential. There are so many things out there that nobody jumps on board and uses to their full potential. Yeah, yeah I was just thinking, 
I think there's three key areas that I've really seen value in my world from AI. One is in team level up, powering. I've got a big team, Filipino in particular, and so sometimes what they're trying to explain to a client, if it's a technical person trying to explain something technical to a client, or they're just customer service, and sometimes their English is just a little bit funny. That was the first thing that we started rolling out, the free chat GPT. It was everyone, here you go, here's some promptings, here's how to give metaphors when you're trying to explain something technical. We just created this whole SOP of how to communicate better. That was our first benefit. And then on our graphic design team, well, we've been talking a lot about chat GPT and language models, but we use Midjourney to generate certain things, which then they put the last layer of things. So if a client said, I need this, and they're stuck with that blank page of how do I give the client, Mid-journey, come up with a few solutions, send it to the client, what do you think? And then they can customize from there. So it's been speed and sped things up on various of our team members. Yeah. We also train team members, let them go through these. We've got this chat GTPT prompt where it's basically saying act like an Infusionsoft thing, give them a, a scenario, and our techies have to then answer that question. And based on how they answer it, the chat GPT will rate how well they did and what they could improve and then make a more challenging one if they did really well or give them an easier one if they didn't do well and they just continue that. Same with our customer service team. It gives them a cancellation. They have to respond to the cancellation. And so we've been able to train team members that way. So the team side's been really big. The second part we haven't talked a lot about is the business opportunities. We added a whole new service to our business by just connecting to OpenAI's APIs. We now offer copywriting. And I wanted to, I've been doing my business for nine years. I didn't have the skill set to necessarily manage and train that. It just never made sense. Our pricing would go through the roof. And then along came OpenAI's APIs. I was like, hold on, we could control the prompting for clients. We can give them. And so it's created a whole new service offering to all of our clients. And that's been exciting and really easy. And then the third part is, like I touched on, is just as a personal coach and mentor. And I've started turning to ChatGPT to be my advisor. Your job is to ask me questions one at a time to help me come to my own solution. But if you do that and you're stuck on something, business, personal, doesn't matter. Like it is powerful how it takes you through and asks you questions and it changes context based on your answer. Those three areas have just been huge impact. Perspective is everything, isn't it? And without bias, it really helps. Zero bias, it has yeah. zero bias, yeah. Yeah, yeah, brilliant, Jason. Yeah, bias, man, that's the big one. I would say there's two main things. One is version one, blank page, right? Like, how do you get your version one? If you have an idea, crack it, version one. And the second one is version done. Take whatever you've done and let it finish it. I had to craft a really difficult text message this morning and I typed it and I'm like, it's okay. I popped in a GPT and it finished it and I was like, that's way better. And it's, so it's, again, it's, it can finish it or it can start it. And I think it can do everything in between too. But I think if you just start playing with it in the version one and version done, I think it's incredible. Just random things when I'm doing workshops, I'm like, it'd be cool for salon owners that are very into artistry. Is like, what if I created a coloring book that they could have in their notebooks that every other page had a coloring book. So I went on mid-journey and I said, create me a salon owner theme, themed co adult coloring book and give me five different pages. And I'm like, holy crap, like version one was almost finished. And with another prompt, I'm like, the thing that would have taken me weeks to have a designer create and meetings and whole conversation finished in 35 seconds with mid-journey. And that's the thing is I really truly, and Ronzi, I've said this to you, I think before, but like, I truly feel, this is gonna be weird to say, but I feel like I was born for this time. Uh -huh. This <laughs> moment for entrepreneurs, like I don't think you understand, is like everybody else was slowing you down and now we're in a time in history like never before. You are a bridge generation right now. You remember what it was like to have business before and after.
And so in this moment, we really get to say, as entrepreneurs, it's time for us to flex our muscle and say, watch how many ideas I can bring to life as a creator with this tool that's in front of me. And I think you're just starting to get a taste of what it's like to play at the speed you were meant by design to play at yeah. with having a tool like this. So welcome to the future. In my opinion, yeah. we're living here. You were made for this moment. Use it, and it's going to be incredible. I got a question about the coaching business. We mentioned Wisdom AI. What do you think the exponential gains are? Where are we going to be able to say, we have a client, we have a promise we want to make to them, and we're just using this technology to help make that promise come true. How is that going to look different than some of the technology we're using today. Okay, so even with the largest coaching business that you can possibly imagine, I'm thinking of some of the tutoring companies in the United States, that's a coaching business in a sense. They may have 60,000 tutors. They can only tutor 60,000 people in any one specific hour, right? So the exponentiality is that the scale problem just got solved, right? For 95, I'm being generous, 95%. And when I say it's just got solved, it will be solved. What's missing? Long-term memory, right? Session to session memory, right? These are all solved problems. It's a matter of time to them to roll out properly. From a technical perspective, the thing that is missing is fine tuning, right? Where it really gets interesting is where you conduct the training or fine tuning on your model, on your data, and then apply that to one of these big models. And with Meta just releasing Llama 2 yesterday, as we record this, that will enable you to truly train. I'd have to say conservatively 90% of the time, it will do a better job in a coaching session than you because it's unemotional. As much as we would like to help every single person in each of our collective communities, you just can't do it. But for them to be able to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, here's the other part of it. And this is why I'm saying in some ways it's better because in them having a private conversation where they know intellectually it's a computer, I tell you right now, they will be way more intimate. They'll be way more vulnerable. They'll be it's way the anonymity. More... It's yes, anonymity. the anonymity is actually the most powerful thing. We forget what happens at the start of a session, let alone the end of the session. This remembers every single session perfectly forever. We end up John? No, of course not, right? No, because your special source, your secret is the in the trenches work that you have done because you know how to ask the right question the right way at the right time. And by training, and that's your special source. At the end of the day, we're all in the business of transformation. Right, and so if I can do that for more people, I know I'm gonna make more money. If I can bring the transformation, the money will follow. But the problem we all have as coaches is you can teach somebody how to do push-ups, but you can't do the push-ups for them, right? And it's so frustrating because you're like, I can see the potential, just do what I tell you to do. And it's frustrating. AI changes that, right? Now as a coach, I can go, you need to do this. And I can either do what Carl's done and plug into OpenAI, or I can give you the prompt and I can have you go away and actually use your AI to implement, and I can have you implement really fast, really easy. I can take away all the subjectivity and objectivity. And so for me, like that is where like a lot of the secret source is because we can move from like coaches who are reliant on them then doing the push-ups to pretty much doing the push-ups for them. So if we can help them implement, to Ed's point, we can help them get transformation faster, and the more people we can help transform faster, 
the more people we can help, the more money they can make, the more money we can make. The coaches, we all use worksheets. By this time next year, you won't be releasing a checklist. You won't be releasing a training. You won't be releasing a new strategy call process without an accompanying prompt. Or integration. If you are, you'll be falling behind. Because if you're doing a worksheet, by definition, a prompt will enhance that worksheet. I think an interesting thing that this brings up behind this question and where things could go exponentially comes back to intellectual property. People's IP is out there, including ours, and we're going to build things in AI with our IP. And it's got two potential ways of going where that's just going to amalgamate into this big open pool of information. And I probably don't have as glass half full approach if that happens. It's like all of your content's now out there for everyone to see. And in the AI, why do they need to specifically work with this coach if I can just talk to the tool and get any coach I want's IP for, to help me? But I think over the long term, we'll probably move down the capitalist approach of IP is protected, it needs to be mine, and it'll be licensed off and you can only access so-and-so's approach with AI through programs. So that's, I think that's just something to consider. I, I hope not. I feel like my ideas are never mine alone. I'm pretty sure they've all come from somewhere else. This will sort it out, sort itself out. And just as it did with the internet, mm. and just as it did with all of that, there'll be many different ways to, to figure out how that works out. That's why I'm, we, that's that very delineation between public and private. It's going to be, oh, what a time yep. to be alive. Our roles as coaches will absolutely evolve. Coaching oh, yeah. in 10 years will look very different to today. But that's not like a reason <laughs> to be scared. That's a reason to be excited. We're never going to be replaced. It's like new level, new devil. It's just pushing us to up level, baby. And yep. I think that's the fun. Yeah. So and we should do this because mental health. There's just not enough psychiatrists and psychologists yep. on the planet to help our kids. There's no way that we can solve mental health or even go 20% into helping people who need help with mental health. Yeah. But all of a sudden, this technology and this ability, there's a light on the hill yeah. Yeah. that we can see. And that excites me greatly. And the last thing I just want to say is it's accessibility. That's 100% it. The highest level of living 20 and 30 years ago is the lowest standard of living today. Right, and it continues to evolve and evolve. And I think in our lifetimes, we're gonna see how rapidly the standard for living will increase. Because to your point, whether it's mental health or accessibility to recipes or accessibility to doctors, that you can literally, instead of having access to a doctor, you can ask an AI model to troubleshoot something for you and probably give you a much better diagnosis than a regular doctor. And the cool thing about that is it's gonna drive the prices down to be able, in a good way, to be able to have you accessible to millions of people. So how many people can't afford what you do now, right? They can't afford it. They just can't pay the prices. But you now are, could be available to millions of more people in your marketplace if you just made yourself more accessible. I think of the person who's just starting out of this industry that I can't help because I'm too expensive now can have some level of coaching and access. And we will always continue to progress forward. And the thing that I learned from a manager a long time ago is when you replace yourself in business, you move up. And don't think for a second that when you can replace yourself with AI, you will not move up. I love it. And Tony, to your point, coaching is going to change drastically in 10 years. The jobs that exist today completely different to the jobs that like high schoolers will actually be doing in the future. That's just the reality. And we do have an opportunity here and we should learn from the social media experiment because we'll look back at that decade and go, how did we let our kids 
do that. When we allow people to optimise for engagement and time on screen, we did an extreme amount of damage to the human race. Yeah. It's just yeah. true. And the opportunity here, and this is what I'd like to encourage everybody to do, is if we're going to optimise for something, optimise for happiness yeah. in all your coaching. If we optimise for happiness, if we made that the goal of AI and we just add 10% of happiness into all of our prompts and everything that we do, it's going to be a net benefit. Huge. For everyone here and anyone watching later, I want to say that this, like I said at the start, this is easily going to be the biggest conversation of our lifetime. And artificial intelligence right now is at its infancy. We are the example. And if we can be on the forefront of that and use AI with empathy, use AI to bring happiness to our businesses, to our clients, to our people, and to our audience, and to our mission, Hey, AI Geek, thanks for listening. Your job doesn't stop here. I want you to lend your voice to the conversation. So you can join those conversations, discussions, new trainings, new recordings, and the rest of the AI Geeks by going to aigeeks.co slash discord. Also, share this podcast with a friend, another potential AI Geek. Until then, much love.